Welcome to the Unleashing Sister Saints podcast. Today in episode five, I want to focus on unleashing and how to do that, or at least I'll share some of my initial thinking on this. First though, let me set the stage. If you'll remember last week in episode four, I titled that Making Greater Impact. I shared three of my favorite quotes. First, one by President Semester W. Kimball that started, much of the major growth that is coming to the church in the last days will come because many of the good women of the world, and then it continued. And then I shared another by President Gordon B. Hinckley that said, I have often thought that if great numbers of women of all nations were to unite and lift up their voices in the cause of peace, there would develop a worldwide will for peace that could save our civilization and avoid untold suffering, misery, plague, starvation, and the death of millions. And then finally, one by President Joseph F. Smith, who taught that it is not for you to be led by women of the world. It is for us to lead the women of the world. So then I asked some questions about how we can do this, and not in ways that could be viewed as overwhelming for us, but in ways that are exciting and intriguing, ways that connect with deeper meaning within us, our callings as women in the church, not just formal callings to church, but callings from God. Also, how do we do this in ways the Lord would like you and I to do it? Wow. Personal revelation is so central to this statement, and and how we do things moving forward is going to be so important, that personal revelation component. So I want us to focus this episode on unleashing and what that means. Now, remember in episode one, I defined unleash by dictionary definitions as to release from, to set in motion forcefully, loosen, to free from restraint, to let go, to relinquish, to release from one's grip, to unbridle. I didn't love some of these words for my meaning, although I do think many of them would resonate with some women in the church. I think, I personally think about unleashing as a bird that you have in your hand, and you just gently open your hands and let it fly off into the sunset. If I'm going to unleash someone, I picture it as trusting them and just letting them go out and do what they've been taught and do what they've grown up to do naturally and authentically and powerfully in those kinds of ways. I don't see it as micromanaging someone, but just unleashing them into the world to work their godly magic. I do think about having support and encouragement and tools like the scriptures and conference talks and other things, but having looser boundaries so that we can operate from a place of faith, not a place of fear. I do think that reactionary statements or actions are sometimes made from a place of fear, whether it is individually and even sometimes in the church. I'm just going to leave that statement hanging out there as I could get off and go in different directions, but I want to stay focused on the core of my message today. The main point of this episode is to think through who can unleash sister saints. It seems like there are different categories of unleashing, like unleashing ourselves or feeling unleashed in our homes or feeling unleashed in our own wards and stakes. Another could be feeling unleashed by the church itself or maybe even becoming unleashed more broadly in our communities and in the world. I think unleashing can be internal and external, but I'm thinking there could be elements of both that have an interesting interplay with each other. So let's start with unleashing ourselves. What does that really mean? Well, in my last episode, it was focused on helping you understand 
that we really need to see ourselves as making greater impact. And this is the first part, I think, of unleashing ourselves. I'm not talking about the kind of unleashing of self that I'm seeing with some people I know who post on social media about leaving the church and then they're getting tattoos, not wearing their garments, having sex outside of the marriage covenant and more. This actually breaks my heart. But I'm talking about unleashing ourselves by seeing ourselves as more, more potential, more competence, more possibilities, more confidence. Also giving ourselves permission to do more. Or maybe it's not more. Maybe it's just doing things differently. We are all socialized in various ways. I grew up in an awesome home with the father who was in seminaries and institutes for the church. Very traditional upbringing. I was taught that women do certain things and men do other certain things. And that was that. As I've wrestled through life with this, I've struggled with keeping myself leashed in these expectations and did a lot of seeking personal revelation that has guided me to where I'm at. I've had to see my future differently than I did growing up, yet I believe and still do that it was important for me to spend much of my time with kids as they were growing up at home, even though it was hard on me. It helped me learn and grow so much, but I had to do things, part-time work, community work. I was a really study president and had other leadership callings to keep my mind and body engaged and doing good things. Now, this is my story. Each of you have your own. So think about your own life, your own story. Can you let yourself be unleashed? Can you unleash your faithfulness, your positive example, happiness, your voice in happy ways? I love that quote from last episode. And in new and different ways, what might that look like for you? Giving ourselves permission or pushing the boundaries of our comfort zone is important in this unleashing journey. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot the whole element of worrying about the judgments of those around us. I think that keeps us leashed. That worrying about being in good standing with other members of the church, I think sometimes that can hold us back. The expectations of others on us. Wow, my time is already moving along. I'd better get to the other levels, but I could stay on this one all day. So second, Do we feel unleashed in our own homes? Many may feel this already, but some may not. I must say that there's a lot of unrighteous dominion going on in homes today, many of whom show up at church each Sunday. There is a lot of domestic violence happening. I'm not sure many women know of all of the elements of domestic violence. It can be physical, but also psychological. There is financial abuse and even spiritual abuse. Last month, I spoke to a sister who spent a decade being absolutely bullied and criticized day in and day out until she felt like she was nothing to the point that she became suicidal. I mean, she felt like she was nothing, no worth at all to her kids, to her husband, to the church, to the Lord. Sometimes we think of other people that may be in the situation that she could have done this or that. But the older I get, the less judgmental I am becoming. Psychological abuse can do things to our minds that don't make sense to others. I'm learning that I just need to listen and love. But just remember that one in three Utah women and one in four nationally experience domestic violence in their lifetimes. Another element could be just expectations. Can the expectations of your husband or kids or parents or siblings or others keep you leashed? Maybe there's a mix of unleashing ourselves and feeling that being unleashed in our homes. 
In terms of feeling unleashed in our wards and stakes, I'll tell you, there are bishops and stake presidents who get it. Most men are what we call in the literature gender unconscious. Women can be gender unconscious too, but they just don't get things around gender. It takes a lot of work, yet men are the ones who lead the church. But those men who get it can provide such different experiences for women in their wards and stakes than those who don't, or those who don't even know what they don't know. I love Nylon McBain's book from 2014 called Women at Church. The subtitle is Magnifying LDS Women's Local Impact. There are so many ideas related to things that can be changed because they're just practices and not even church policies or doctrines. I have a lot of examples, but I'm running out of time. My time always goes quick. The next level I mentioned was unleashing sisters at the church level. In my book, A Future Only God Can See for You, I review several ways the church has tried to do this, and there are fabulous quotes in my book about that. But I think there's so much more work to be done. So many women are still staying in, quote marks, the box. And so many men are keeping women in that box, at least in my humble opinion. <laughs> I need to do an episode on that box in the future. I think there's room for best practices on what male allies in the church can do. You can send them to my new Unleashing Sister Saints at gmail.com email. I've had a few people who said they would help me with this podcast, so maybe I could collect these and forward it to them. Okay, maybe the last one I'll talk about is feeling unleashed in our communities. Can I say that there's so much sexism in the society and in the church, I should say, some subtle and some so blunt. So let's not beat up ourselves for not being unleashed because there's so many complex things at play when it comes to the overall unleashing of Sister Saints. I'm probably missing some levels or categories of unleashing and would love to hear your thoughts too. As I think about all this unleashing, one thing is clear to me. I have had that confirmation over and over again directly from the Lord, that God needs us as faithful Latter-day Saint women to make a broader and deeper impact on the world in ways that have never been expected of sisters before. This is a new day, a new time, a new worldwide dynamic. And he needs us, me and you, each of us, to do things differently moving forward. Thanks for listening to this podcast episode of Unleashing Sister Saints. This is Susan Madsen. And I'm devoted to unleashing the positive impact of Sister Saints on the world. Mm -hmm.